So you ready? I was born ready, baby. <laughs> I, That's what they say in the 90s. <laughs> I wasn't born ready. I had to like prepare for a lifetime to be ready for this moment. Yeah, well, I mean, you definitely prepared. And, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. We prepared for a show today Hello. called The Mutant Ages. Welcome to the show about the X-Men. It's supposed to be a show about where we review every incarnation of the X-Men that's not in comic book form. So that goes from anywhere between cartoons, movies, video games, whatever. <laughs> I like how you but said it's, it's definitely... supposed to be as though that's not what it is. That is well, what it is. It is what it is. But let's be real. It's mostly us at this point taking those things and writing extensive gay fan fictions <laughs> based on them. Yes, that's and people true. are taking people are taking our canon and making it actual canon. Well, not not yet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at least three people are. Well, yes, I there's sort of a there's sort of a mutant ages canon, but I mean, it's not part of the Marvel Comics canon yet. Yet, that's what I, I mean, mean. They're gonna hire us as writers for Marvel. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but don't they saw us say tweeting stuff a bunch. Like that. People are gonna think you're serious. <laughs> okay, that's not right. real. None of that. But is it real. is. Oh my god. Okay. okay. Well, All first right, do, wait, we need so, to make an announcement. Though I was gonna say, do you know what is real? Uh, we're going to be at a convention. We're real. We're physical beings that you can meet in real life at a convention. Unless we're all just clones of multiple men, in which case, are we real? Well, I guess he technically has, each clone I has mean, their own personality. I, I would I don't say know. we're real, but, you know, it's up to the listener to judge that. Because Could we're be going to be at a science fiction and fantasy convention called Aresia in Boston, at the Western Boston Waterfront, and... When you're listening to this, it will be the following weekend. So that's terrifying. But anyway, we're going to do that. If you listen to this on time, because a lot of you will probably listen to it after Aresia's is over. But we've been talking about a lot about it on the Mutant Ages Twitter. So yeah, so hopefully you'll see it if you need to make plans to go. But it's January 12th to 15th. And we're going to be doing some panels about the X-Men and about other nerdy stuff. And it's going to be really fun and exciting. And we're going to maybe meet some fans and person yeah speaking of which we do have a little meetup planned so if you are going to be in the area or attending the convention i recommend both uh, we are doing a meetup at the starbucks on what, what's the address i think it's at 601 congress street yeah that's that's correct so that'll be uh saturday at 4 30 p.m but we also have a bunch of other panels and stuff at, at the con so people should get tickets and check it out yep Totally. Come say hi. We're ready, ready to chat about the X-Men and who should be dating who and who Wolverine should be dating, which we know, especially after this episode, is literally everyone. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this episode, which is called Repo Man for some reason. By the way, Not if to be this confused. is your first time tuning in, which I guess is plausible because we will have just done Aresia and maybe this is your first episode ever. We're partway through the second season of X-Men, the animated series. Are we? I don't know what Where number we? episode we're on Who anymore. am I? I've been trying to keep track, but you know what? The episode's called Repo Man and it's all about... Our favorite guy, our biggest crush, Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine. No, it's not about Cyclops. No. And not to be confused with the musical movie Repo Man. Yeah, what the... Okay, why why is it called Repo Man? I mean, I guess it's because it's about Weapon X, and so it's about... I think it's about repossessing Wolverine. That's what I think. I think it's about them trying to repossess the adamantium in Wolverine. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's also about Alpha Flight trying to repossess Wolverine. Also, maybe it's about the Zydrate. What is that? (laughs) Oh my god, yes! (laughs) It's actually an X-Men version of Repo, the genetic opera. Wolverine is playing (laughs) What's-His-Face. Are we just gonna do bad (laughs) Repo references? Wait, no one will get because no one but us even saw that movie. Well, for the people who saw it, uh, Wolverine's totally the dad, and then X twenty three is totally Shiloh. That's all I got. That would be an interesting retelling of the story. It would. Anyway, that's all I remember from that movie. I mean, we okay, so we were in a show. We were in a shadowcast of it. I don't remember any of it. People don't need to know exactly how many embarrassing things you and I have done together like over the course of our lives. I mean, if they're really interested, they can Google our names and find a million other embarrassing things we've done, they, including I this show. I wonder if people no. do that and they're like, this can't be the same Maddie Myers and Ryan Pagella. It's probably some other people. No, it's not. It's it's us and it's us doing embarrassing bullshit on the internet for like the past yeah, 30 all right. years. So anyway, anyway uh, <laughs> I didn't even watch the previously on X-Men this time because I fast forwarded through yeah, that part. We can't anymore because it's no longer on Hulu and the version that we are watching no longer has the previously on X-Men on it anymore. So it's gone. Yeah, so... Claire, I think you're the one who emailed us and said it wasn't on Hulu, and it, you're right, it's gone. Yeah, it briefly <laughs> was back on again for like a week, and then now it's gone again, so apologies to our listeners who we'll, are following We along. will let you all know where it goes, because it's definitely jumped around a bit. It was on Netflix for a long time, and then it was on Hulu, so I can only imagine it's going to wind up on one of those streaming services again. Yeah, or maybe it'll end up on Amazon Prime, you never know. Anyway, yeah. so we have no idea what the actual previously on X-Men is anymore. But we can, we can tell you what's been going on which is not a whole lot. And so in this season, so previously on the X-Men, um, Cyclops and Jean were kidnapped by Mr. Sinister and his dry queen henchmen. Mm-hmm. And Morph came back to life because Mr. Sinister brought him back to life. Yes. And then Morph went against Mr. Sinister and helped Cyclops and Jean But then ultimately escape. Morph then decided out- that he was still evil because Mr. Sinister put a magical bean in his head that made him evil and he couldn't <laughs> get over bean. it. So Morph is still kind of a bad guy and still kind of hanging out with the nasty boys. He's, he's figuring himself his shit out. AKA and then Mr. Wolverine Sinister's went to go look cohorts. for him. And then so yeah. after that we took a completely, everything went awry. Uh, Professor X and Magneto got like lost in the Savage Land. Which was They're also still actually part of Mr. Sinister's plan. We just don't know why or whether that's ever going to be related. And Mr. Sinister is just doing ra- like radical things that make no sense. Yeah, well, we also classic got to, for him. <laughs> we also got to solve the entire Cold War. Yes. Um, oh, God, the, I already forgot about that episode. Alone. Okay, but that was just filler. Like <laughs> it, I, it was filler, and also it was filler was Storm going back to her hometown in Africa with the Rogue to battle the Shadow King. Yes. And that's pretty much all that's happened in this season. Yeah. 
Actually, none a lot of us related to each other. And then this episode randomly is like Wolverine's backstory and let's meet a bunch of mutants from Canada. So that's what this episode is going to hey. be. Okay, so these <laughs> versions of the Canadians are like South Park's version of this Canadians because they all keep on saying a at the end of like every line and i was like oh no (laughs) why are we doing this i've been to canada they don't talk like that (laughs) they do because this is a children's cartoon and everything is exaggerated but anyway so it starts out with wolverine in the woods on his same like sulking perch that i think he was on when he was being sad about morph i think it's the same animation background do you think that he just drives to canada every single time he wants to sulk i don't know where he is i mean they live in upstate new york right so maybe he just like drives to the canadian border i mean that's a far drive well i guess he does have those like little lego jet planes that they have lying around yeah you're right they have planes so he could just fly up there and then go to his little perch and then sit there and feel sorry for himself I don't His know. Actually, I think he went there because he start. He's like trying to meet Heather, right? I mean, it's not really yeah, well, explained. You're right. It isn't explained, but the very first line of this episode is him just screaming Heather yeah. into like the abyss of the trees. Not that we necessarily know who that is yet. I mean, if you, you do, if you know about his backstory already, but if you're just watching this show, then you don't know who well, that Heather is. Well, Heather is my older sister, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know who Heather is. I know Also, that. I really like the movie Heather, so he could just be calling to any of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed to be meeting Heather here, I guess, but he's just running around the woods screaming her name by himself and then some tentacles pop out of the ground and then also ironically not omega reds no they're green tentacles and then this guy vindicator also pops out of the ground or at least that's what i wrote down so i guess he does that Um, fyi vindicator (laughs) is a asshole like top to bottom i can't stand him yeah he's he's, a dick he's a huge dick in this he's one of those characters that is definitely suffering from toxic masculinity like to like the hundredth degree it's really bad he seems like very gay in this version though i'm just gonna put I that mean, out there because that's because wolverine he seems is there like completely obsessed with wolverine it's like who is it we Let's just be real. saw red dawn which is like an episode where somebody with tentacles is like wolverine's ex-boyfriend and completely obsessed with him and then in this episode it's like starting out the with seemingly thing. the exact same thing and i was like oh my god this again like it's also, literally just another here. man showing up and being like wolverine how could you abandon me we were dating and now you're gone and it's like who the fuck is this guy who also dated wolverine <laughs> like who is this guy i think my bigger question here is what is wolverine doing in the woods like he's going to find somebody and he's just in the middle of the forest screaming like that's yeah like where were they gonna meet he has tracking powers like (laughs) just go there he got like a fucking message that told him where to go and yet he's in the woods running around like an idiot well heather definitely isn't there but this vindicator guy is there and um so he's wearing like a black and white shiny costume and he seems to have like a forest field and like he like i don't busted out of the ground and it was totally ridiculous it was so anyway then Wolverine turns around because he's like shocked that his ex-boyfriend is there. And it turns out that all of his exes from Canada are there because it's <laughs> Alpha Flight. And so I guess we should okay. go over who's in Alpha Flight. It's a whole, uh, yeah, it's a whole say, Canadian superhero team that's being introduced all of a sudden. it is the Canadian Avengers. That's who it's supposed to be. But in this, we'll just review them as like Scott Pilgrim versus the world where it's like <laughs> Ramona is Wolverine and we're just battling all of his like crazy exes. Yeah. And all of uh, them are mad at him for leaving them. All of yeah, them. Yeah, all of them. And this includes uh, Sasquatch, Shaman, 
Puck, Snowboard, Aurora, and Northstar, who actually is gay, canonically. I'm not making that one up. For once, we have a canonical <laughs> Every character. Every now and then, we get a canonically gay character. Yeah, and Northstar and Aurora are twinsies, so... Mm, and they're very French, with intense very... French accents in this yeah, version. Yep, and also Vindicator is leading them. And that's yes. that's all we know. And that Apparently, it's just... It's not really Scott Pilgrim versus the world, because... It's not. I mean, it Wolverine is according is to both us, Scott but... <laughs> and Ramona, I guess. If it was Scott Pilgrim versus the world, Wolverine would have to play the part of Ramona and some other like boyfriend or girlfriend of his would have to play the role of Scott. Well, yeah, but exes. that can't really happen. I mean, it's kind of <gasps> like... What if Scott is played by Scott? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm done. I made a Repo reference and a Scott Pilgrim reference. I'm cut off. Yeah. So anyway, should we go over what everybody's powers are? I mean, is it even worth doing that? Um, I mean, I did a shout out to them in the spotlight, although it's not about them. But I will I can quickly say uh, Northstar and Aurora have flight and hyperspeed. And when they touch hands, they're kind of like the Fenris twins where they can like shoot light beams from themselves. Sasquatch is literally just Sasquatch. Yeah, he's like a huge furry dude. Uh-huh. And then there's Shaman who has... He's Magic? Like, I think. Yeah, he doesn't actually. He's not actually a mutant. I was he's about like to a, say, I don't think he's a mutant. I think he's just magical. No, he's a. He's just literally. If you look at his bio anywhere, he's a magical Inuit. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's like a stereotypical medicine man. Like he. Yeah, pretty much. He like just has magical powers, and his one line in this is him being like, "The Great Spirit is angry at you" or something, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, something all right. ridiculous." <laughs> Uh, we also have Snowbird, who turns into a various oh, amount hawk. of animals. Well, we see and her turn into a wolf cool. and a bird She looks in this. like kind of like a She-Ra type of a character with her She really headdress. does. And it's like one of those characters that never really like got a lot of attention um, at any point in time. But she is kind of interesting. And like you said, She-Ra. Yeah, she has like a cool headdress and like a neato outfit. But she do- I don't think she has a single line in this episode actually i think she just just turns into a bird and flies around yeah pretty much and then finally we have puck who i think is probably the most famous of the alpha flight besides north star and he's this little short guy that uh i don't really even know if he has actual powers or not i think i wrote it down but he definitely like has all these acrobatic like he's like an acrobat list doing little flips and as like a little cannonball yeah Um, and in this he's ridiculous but like in the comic books he's actually like a pretty interesting dude and shout out to puck yeah i mean he seems fine it's it's tough because this episode introduces like 10 characters and so we don't really know anything about any of them yeah we're never gonna see any of them ever again (laughs) so don't worry about that great classic So basically, they all yeah, they all attack Wolverine, and they're all mad that he left, and they're fighting, but they're not actually hurting each other because they don't want to hurt Wolverine, and Wolverine doesn't want to hurt them. Wolverine can kick the shit out of them, and so then Wolverine kind of loses it, and he sort of turns on on Vindicator and is like gonna try to hurt him, and then the shaman guy hops in between them and is like. Hey, Wolverine, don't actually hurt anybody. The Great Spirit doesn't want you to do it. And Wolverine is like, save your carnival tricks for kitty shows, which I guess is a joke about how this guy is like magical as opposed to a And he's just like, he's like, all right, I will. And that's where the episode ends. (laughs) And then everybody goes their separate ways and moves the fuck on with their lives. (laughs) No, sadly, no. Um, And then North Star 
and his sister Aurora pick up Logan and they're like flying off into the woods and then they like drop him and they can't find him again and then they're like talking to each other and they're like we have to find him because the lab is expecting us and Wolverine is sitting in a tree by himself staring at them and he overhears them and he goes no thanks I've had my fill of labs yeah and so and this is what we're treated to yeah a treated to a Wolverine flashback and we know how these go it always is him like crying and running around and screaming that's, Although, and that's honestly this version of the weapon x thing <laughs> seemed so much easier than any other one we've ever seen like here's how it goes so like okay it doesn't even involve like <laughs> silver fox or maverick or the weapon surgery. x program it doesn't it, even we just involve, don't see any of it like any pain at all so wolverine is like in a big tube filled with water or saline or whatever he's in he's floating in yeah. stuff and then and dr cornelius the guy that created the weapon x program is talking to wolverine and wolverine can hear him like inside this water tube and they've got their palms against the tubes yeah. like it's fucking et and they're like the alien meets like its creator i don't even know there's also this other guy there who isn't dr cornelius but i don't know who that guy is I, they I don't, don't say what his name is, but he's just like a I random mean, other scientist guy. I just I wasn't sure if he is. was going to turn out to be like Stryker or something, but I don't know. If he is, they well, don't no, tell us. Okay, so I'm just going to pause and let everyone know about the Weapon X program that William Stryker has nothing to do with Weapon X. That is literally only in the X-Men movies, and it's... <laughs> so fucking bizarre to me that he's taken off it in the cartoons though like who's the I, other guy I, william striker doesn't ever appear in anything because william striker is the leader of the purifiers which is like a religious anti-mutant group that's so they're like that goes around trying to kill mutants so that's what his deal is he has nothing to do with weapon x well, and for some okay, reason but the i know that this cartoon in, like, took place before they retconned that mr sinister was involved with weapon x so i know it's not him i think mr sinister also was retconned again well so wait no so <laughs> do you know who the other scientist is because they don't i don't tell think it's us. anyone i think it's just a dude okay. i think it's an extra they have there <laughs> well that answers that question <laughs> hey so the other guy is professor thornton and we totally should have known who it was because he's going to pop up again in other reenactments of the weapon x story in x-men evolution and wolverine and the x-men by the way his real name is truett hudson Hudson's the last name of a couple other characters in this episode. And also he's got ties to Mr. Sinister and blah, 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 comic book stuff. He's a totally classic Weapon X villain. You know what? I don't even remember him being there. So you're just talking to me at this <laughs> okay, point. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Logan is also wearing his underwear for all of this. That's important to note. Um. So then the, these, mm-hmm. these two scientist guys are like, let's put some adamantium into logan and they do it and it takes like two fucking seconds like they yeah, just like they do float it, it like into with him. like those fucking like swirly straws <laughs> they just into- <laughs> they like swirl it into him and it's not at all clear how the fuck that would work and like it literally takes two fucking seconds and then he's apparently fine and then the scientist is talking to logan and is like hi logan now your skeleton's covered with adamantium and logan gets like really fucking mad and is like my hands are itchy and then he pops okay. his claws and then like and destroys the he's entire like surprised fucking by his claws i guess he has amnesia at this point i we guess so, but they don't explain that they don't say that that would make more sense this also might have been during the time that wolverine's claws uh, like we just still assumed in the 90s maybe that they were implanted by weapon x because i know that in the origin story it was 
No, because then all the bone claw stuff already no, happened. So no, this, so this is like, just wrong. I don't know. It, but for some reason, he's surprised when he pops his claws and sees that they're covered in adamantium. But you're right. It, it seems as though he's surprised by the fact that he has claws at all. It's weird editing. Right. Yeah, you're right. And so then he breaks out and he's breaking shit. And Dr. Cornelius just goes, no, <laughs> and runs away. And that's like the end of Dr. Cornelius. It's pretty funny. Oh, but then also Wolverine destroys the entire fucking lab. Like... He destroys everything. And I don't really okay, understand how that's possible. I don't understand how it happens because like <laughs> at some point the wall blows up. He looks at it and runs into the woods. And then we see a billion scientists pouring out. And suddenly the there's just like explosions. Like the and, entire like, building explodes. And it's like, did Wolverine like didn't set he just... off a bomb? Like, <laughs> I think, did he hit the self-destruct? Is this like Resident Evil where like at the end of every game you have to self-destruct the entire lab? Like, I don't know. I don't like, know. I think we're supposed to believe that Wolverine destroying all of that equipment caused an explosion but that was like pretty lucky that he managed to do that so he's like looking at the building blowing up and he's like good and then runs off into the woods yeah pretty much i also want to mention that this particular episode is one that i've seen many times uh because when i was a teenager i owned the vhs copy of this and back then you would buy vhs's they would have literally two episodes on them yeah so Uh, you just watched this this over and over yeah, it was. It had on the cover. It was Wolverine, surprisingly covered in tentacles, mm-hmm. like silver tentacles. Well, um, there's going to be a whole th- lot of scenes of Wolverine getting tied up in this episode. So yeah, I think and, and we think, all know what Ryan imprinted upon as a young boy. It was. This I mean, that's episode. true, right? <laughs> I, I, I gotta see if I have that VHS. I think I still do. It's probably in the basement somewhere. But you gotta take a anyway, photo of that for our Twitter. Yeah, I really do. But the point is being that I've seen this many times, and even back then, I had a, a rough time making it through these this episode. And I just owned it because I really liked Wolverine. That was it. Yeah. So, so then there's a shot of Gene and Cerebro. Also, again, it's Gene using Cerebro and being like, I can't sense anything. Yeah. But she manages to see a whole bunch of other characters. Yeah, like, including... who is she seeing? Is she seeing, like, all the Alpha Flight characters or something? No, she sees, it's all random shit. It's Domino, Nightcrawler, Cannonball, Psylocke, Scarlet Witch with Quicksilver, and that's it. And I wrote, good job, Gene. I guess Gene is, like, still looking for Xavier. And Gambit's just standing there, and he's, like, bored. He's like, find anything, Cher? And Cyclops <laughs> is like, be quiet! She needs to concentrate if we're going to find Xavier. Yeah. Like, and then that's the end of that scene, and we go back to Alpha Flight, who once again finds Logan and actually manages to kidnap him this time. Yeah, and they put him in this crazy bondage outfit where he's like do. strapped into this metal thing that I like don't know how to describe other than to just say it looks like a bondage outfit, like it is. And then yeah, they um, that's what the Alpha Flight are into. Wolverine is like, "Why are you guys trying to kidnap me or whatever?" And Vindicator says, we don't want you, old friend. Only the secret you keep inside you. Also my dick inside you. Also, that's a lie, by the way. They do want him. Like, they want him and they also want his secret. They want both. Well, they don't reveal that until later. I this know. isn't a very well. It's. I'm not. I don't it, no, even know. I know. It's not a very well written episode. It's. A, it's a pretty Every good time, like Wolverine getting tied up over and over episode. That part. Yeah, great. I'm into that. I'm. I'm here for that. But you know, every single time there's a poorly written episode, I don't even know if I'm ever really mad at the writers so much as like what was going on behind. Like, yeah, it, I can't imagine that it's easy to take a show 
and base it upon like 30 years worth of comics and like get facts right no and I, I think... know and i mean i will say that like in terms of the comic book adaptation the show's relatively accurate like this episode yeah is i think they spent too much time trying to take a bunch of decades worth of story and try and compile it into like a 20 minute episode as opposed to just building it over time yeah uh, this definitely suffers from that so it's not too bad though so anyway smash cut no. to more bondage wolverine's strapped to a metal table um and then heather finally shows up yeah and who does heather look like Jean gray of course because wolverine's obsessed with redheads who are also doctors i mean who isn't well fair enough fair enough so she walks in and we still don't know entirely what her deal is but we get that it's heather because wolverine says that and is like why were why did you set me up to get kidnapped and everything and she goes i had no choice and wolverine goes there's always a choice you're the one who taught me that and we get another flashback yeah. to this is this is like fucking era where it's like every fucking 20 seconds there's, there's a, flashback. a flashback yeah it's yeah. a lot of flashbacks <laughs> it's like a little too much i didn't so, like it because it kept making me confused about what time period things were happening in like yeah and then sometimes they would just not even cut away from the flashback and just suddenly it would be the x-men I know, and i was and like, I'd wait. Be like wait when are we right now when <laughs> are we anyway so now we're in the past and wolverine is running around in the woods and now he's Naked. become like sort of this feral wood man Beast? i don't know and we see heather and her husband uh who is the vindicator but they're just like in well, their we don't cities. know that yet that's like the yeah, reveal at the end of the episode spoilers yeah, so they're, they're, i don't know if we could just really spoil this <laughs> I, know, matter. I mean let's matter. be real i know it's 20 uh, minutes long and yet we could it's 20 it. minutes and is it worth being spoiled no, I I don't, i'm just I kidding i'm even... just kidding so it's her husband james um and they're going on like a hunting trip together and they're about to shoot this deer and for some reason wolverine gets like super territorial about the deer because he's like been living in the woods no, and it's not the deer okay so he's in the woods okay and clearly he thinks... i didn't even get this because it makes I, no I, sense okay Listen, I've watched this VHS multiple times. Okay. This is the only part I did Please understand continue. is that he's in the bushes and he thinks they're talking about him. Oh. What? And so they're like, that's our <laughs> Yeah, because he's like, that's our buck, all right. And it's like, I wonder how much he's grown. And then they like he thinks that they're talking about him and that they're gonna shoot him down, like that he's that they're one of the people from the lab. Oh, I totally didn't pick up on that. I thought that he I, had become like an animal and like he was upset that they were going to kill the deer or something. I mean, that's one interpretation. Well, I think you're probably right because <laughs> I was like, why is Wolverine attacking them? Like, what's happening? Because what happens then is that Wolverine tries to fucking kill them. He, like, leaps on top of James and, like, disarms him. Heather takes him out it, with like, a tranquilizer dart. Yeah, they, they kind of tussle around. Bit. Heather's really weirded out by it and eventually tranquilizes the wild man who <laughs> left on top of her husband. She's a little weirded out, but it's not that out of character for james to suddenly be hooking up with a wild man in the woods they have an interesting uh, marriage i mean and both their names are james james howlett and james i know vindicator yeah i don't know what his last name is clearly hudson um so smash cut again and now wolverine has been tied to heather's bed with vines i guess I know, like the number of times that a cut opens on wolverine tied to something <laughs> is really fucking I mean, funny to me i think it explains a lot about me i think so now that in, in review after <laughs> watching this episode so. i mean i'm into it too i'm into it too so it's totally fine i'm not gonna judge you all right, at good. all um so then 
Heather walks into the bedroom and is like, my husband's in the next room, so don't get out and try to attack me. And then Logan immediately claws and uses his claws to get out of all the tying. Yeah. Because it's just ropes because she doesn't know he's a mutant. I mean, I think it's just like grass. I don't even fucking know. Yeah, it's like, like vines it's weird or something. Looking. So then he like gets up and is like trying to kind of physically intimidate her and she's like, no, don't hurt me. And then he just like kind of looks at her and then falls to the ground and starts sobbing and it's yep. like and he's like wow. why did they do this to me <laughs> like yeah wolverine cries a lot I wrote, on every show I wrote, he just needs a mom lol <laughs> And then oh, the I, next I don't even want to unpack that. The, oh, Jesus. It's, if, the next is little montage is like here? extremely that, though, because it's her no. tying up his claws and then he like accidentally pops his claws in the middle of her, like trying to is tie this his like hand. his relationship with like with redheaded women is that he wants to date them and also have them I be think, his mom. It's a little weird. I think it's part of Wolverine's whole like homeless wild man thing. Where he, like, yeah, doesn't probably. have parents, he doesn't have family, so he wants somebody who can kind of be, like, his caretaker, you know? But yeah, he also wants to fuck them. So I, I mean, know. that too. It's like, and their husbands. It's kind of his whole deal. And so then so there's th- also a moment where she appears to be teaching him how to read, which... <laughs> and also fold laundry. Yeah, okay, and then she gives him his, his classic yellow flannel shirt that he wears constantly on the show. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe that. There's also a scene where he's, like, trying to do something, and he pops his claws and breaks it, and he starts sobbing yeah, again. Yeah, that that's when she, like, tries to tie up his claws for him. It's really funny. Like, it's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be, like, this meaningful I mean, montage, but I thought it was funny because I was like, It's wow. not really meaningful because we don't know who this lady is. I know. I mean, like, we know who she is, but to, like, a casual viewer, it's just some random lady that we're supposed to be like, oh, they, well, they have I a mean, bond. part of this montage is them establishing that but it is kind of weird because like i don't know i guess it was a big deal maybe for the people who are watching this show for the first time to like finally learn some more about wolverine maybe that's I don't true know. I, I mean this is kind of like the first glimpse we get at that I, I, it's got to be better than him in fucking alaska so there's that yeah god yeah anyway um so then wolverine gets his flannel shirt and then we go to canada but now it's back to the present day again confused well yet? no i don't think so i don't think so i think there's still oh no you're right it isn't present day it's some time has passed but it's not yet the present day no it's like because after all this heather's like we have some friends that can help you right. and so they go to department h where they ask uh wolverine to join the um canadian avengers yes. the alpha flight and Wolverine has a line here where he says, yes, just do me two favors. Find out who did this to me and forget that Weapon X stuff. It's now Wolverine. Yeah, and they give him his little outfit, his little like, Doesn't really explain why outfit. he chose Wolverine there, but all right, well, let's, let's just you run know, with it. I mean, I don't also, know. Also, Heather gets really excited that she he says Wolverine. Like, she, like, she gets smiles and her mouth's open wide. She, like, is like, ah, oh, and holds her mouth. I her feel like her there's, mouth. like, a lot of moments here where it seems like Heather and Wolverine are banging. Like, when I feel like he's the, banging When the Department H guy, whose name is Jason, apparently... When that guy is like, okay, you should totally join Alpha Flight, Wolverine like looks at Heather as though asking her permission and she like nods encouragingly at him and he's like, okay, I'll do it. And it's like, <laughs> all right. I don't... Thanks, sis. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. They have like a weird vibe, but I think you're supposed to think that because in the comics they have all that sexual tension too. 
So that's true. And then as soon as that ends, that flashback, it cuts to the present and Wolverine just screams, you betrayed me, sister. And Heather's like, I'm only doing this for national security. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. None of this actually makes any sense. Like, you know that, no. right? Like, no, why? I do. And then why are they even trying? Okay. We need to like explain okay, so, okay, this so the, because then this guy, Jason shows up again. Okay. So the department I'm going to, guy. I'm going to try and attempt to explain this now. So Jason <laughs> is the guy that runs department age and i think that's who william striker is supposed to be in the x-men films and it's supposed to be jason but then william striker has a son named jason in the films who has mastermind's powers who's also named as jason so i don't know how they got to where they did with the x-men films but in review it's like wow they fucked that one up well <laughs> like i don't know i don't know so anyway this they Jason took like guy two seconds like, flipping he's through like some a comics. canadian military general and he's in charge of alpha flight and all these other initiatives and so this guy got like super fucking obsessed with wolverine after wolverine left alpha flight and like wanted to recreate wolverine essentially and so he got very angry about it he was like so mad that wolverine left and made alpha flight weaker post wolverine that he was like I don't, we have I to figure even out understand this like wolverine is not the strongest member on their <laughs> team know, they have fucking episode, north star no they have like north star and aurora there who like flies around has super speed and when they touch hands can like blow shit apart like but what? for some reason everybody's so mad because everybody's mad at logan for defecting which i guess kind of makes sense but like it's not a military organization like it's not like he enlisted so like I don't get why he's in trouble for leaving. And that's not really made clear. So he wants, he wants the secrets to his adamantium and Heather basically explains that she only agreed to do this. If she was the one that was going to be the one experimenting on Wolverine because she felt like it was her duty to her, her country, I guess. I don't even really know. Or or just like her duty to Wolverine, like already knowing him. I don't know. Yeah, And she's, and you know she says that she's gonna be as gentle as possible and jason for no reason is like don't be too gentle i know jason is like actually really mad at wolverine because he's not over him like everyone is so obsessed with wolverine in this episode everyone here is dating wolverine however before we get into the sexy torture bdsm scene we get to go (laughs) to another date between Xavier and Magneto and the Savage Lad on their tropical resort. These two random other characters having their own plot line. (laughs) Having these other gay characters cross a rickety bridge across a giant fucking canyon. Okay, so this scene is just randomly dropped into the middle of this episode (laughs) with like no explanation at all. But anyway, so it's Xavier and Magneto walking across a fucking wooden bridge over a canyon, which is one of those like slats bridges where as soon as you see it, you're like, that's going to break later on. Because this is what they did in every 80s and 90s cartoon was cross giant wooden bridges that would fall (laughs) apart instantaneously. Yep. In a dramatic moment. But it's still the beginning of the scene, so the bridge isn't going to break yet. So they get there and then they suddenly run into this 1960s disco dancer who's like (laughs) halt trespasser and they're like what and this lady is like all of the mutants are magneto's creations and then there's a cut to magneto's face looking like extremely guilty and Okay. because she's saying that like all the people on this island are like affiliated with magneto originally but now they have a new master or she magneto... says that like she says that there's something along the lines of magneto made them which yeah. is i don't know what that's about and also, i don't either i just thought it was really fucking funny that like xavier looks at magneto and is like um what is she saying and magneto just goes 
it doesn't matter now. I know. He's just, he's just like, eh, it doesn't matter. It's also, not important right this now. This disco it's queen like, is really, a. I know, I know. This disco queen is um, Vertigo, who I actually really like she's at the cool. comics. And also, she is a Mr. Sinister henchman, which is probably explains why she's dressed the way she is. It does, yeah. But it explains why she looks like she works in a nightclub as well as Mr. <laughs> but Sinister. But like, very specifically, like a gay nightclub. Oh, so. yeah. I'm into it. So she uses her vertigo powers to like emit these huge beams that drive Magneto and Charles back over the bridge. Like basically she just gets rid of them. Like I don't really know. Well, I think it's she's making them dizzy. I think that's what's happening. Because that's her power, is that she like makes she causes vertigo, much like the name implies. I don't know what other episodes she's in this, but I do know she's in the Deadpool game. So you probably saw her in that at some point. I know I I've seen her in things. Yeah. I feel like she's in other cartoons. She's also in the Wolverine and the X Men. You're right about that. That is probably what I'm thinking of. Anyway, so they manage to get over the bridge, but like not really, because then Charles falls off the bridge because he's dizzy. Magneto saves him. Yeah, he's he not used to walking and being dizzy at the same time anymore. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. He's had a tough day. <laughs> so luckily, Magneto saves him and then, like, cuts the bridge apart because I for don't some know why reason he does that, that helps. And like, then they just land on a super this is, convenient ledge. This is, this is the first time we have done the scenario where people are crossing a rickety bridge, right? And, yeah. like, the rickety bridge doesn't break. Instead, no. they break the rickety bridge for, like, no reason. <laughs> they break it intentionally to get away from vertigo's powers i guess and yep. it somehow magically works and instead of climbing up the bridge which is usually how those scenes end they, they just, just land on a cliff land perfectly on a perfect little ledge that just happens they, to like, be there walk off into the sunset and that's it and we don't see them again well no but the lady vertigo says you will never leave here alive but we don't know what the fuck she's talking about and there's not yeah. revisited in this episode also magneto doesn't feel like explaining what's happening either so yeah. i mean there's that i feel feel like it's been foreshadowed a couple of times that magneto is more familiar with the savage land than xavier is but i don't actually remember if there's any narrative payoff to that at all there might not be i don't think so i think it's just bullshit but anyway it doesn't matter so after they walk into the sunset we go back to wolverine being tortured and he's screaming and jason's like can't you speed this up and heather's like i was promised the time to do this carefully this is a man's life we're dealing with i don't even know what she's doing she's like shining a really really bright light on logan but i think it's like radiation or something i think that's what it is too and he's also saying thanks for the tan kid yeah and then and then he starts screaming in pain because it's like heavy radiation and then cuts to gene and she screams in pain yeah because she can sense logan's pain i know and then (laughs) and so then she's like logan's in pain and gambit says man been in pain since the get-go share i wrote that down too because i like how gambit's just here for no reason in the background just like be like wow you all suck at your jobs and like i think he's just wants to know where wolverine is and like he's like speed it up i just thought it was funny and then cyclops gets really defensive and is like that isn't funny gambit and like goes over to gene and is like can you figure out where logan is and she goes no the impression was too distant too vague because gene fucking sucks oh at everything god i know show. scott's just in the background screaming like do you know where my i mean our i mean do our boyfriend i mean wolverine where is he <laughs> like they can't find him they can't it, find him like and why? I, I don't know and gene goes wherever he is 
heaven help him and i'm just like gene can't do anything on this show and it's he's not even that far away like i kind of get that she can't find xavier because he's in the savage land which is like a magical place but wolverine's in canada he's like (laughs) not that far away like, like is it wait doesn't New York like touch the Canadian border? Yeah, like he's like I don't know a few hundred miles away. Like, <laughs> I don't. Even I, know. I can't even explain. It. So then it goes back, and Wolverine's still screaming in pain. And then we get a shot of Puck and Snowbird, who is standing outside the lab door, being like, "The fuck's happening in there?" And mm-hmm. then Heather turns off the machine, and she's like, "That's enough, no more." And then she goes to get Wolverine gets- some water, and we have <laughs> yeah, this what? huge fucking conversation here where Jason screams, get back to work, and Heather's like, I scanned as deep as I could, and we got nothing. We're wasting our time, and we're hurting him. And Jason's also, like, what is the probe even doing? Like, sorry to we- interrupt you, but like, what the fuck are they doing? Like- I don't know. It's like... <laughs> It seems so easy for them to put the adamantium in there in the first place. So I don't know and what yet, all this no shit is. No one can is. figure out like what the fuck it is. Or you like, just need swirly straws. Uh, so then Jason is like, "Very well, we'll just have to do this the hard way. The only surefire way to learn about Wolverine's skeleton is to remove it from his body." And Heather's like, "Are you crazy? He's no animal that you can cut apart." And Jason's all like, "It's his own fault. His des- his desertion weakened our department." And Wolverine's <laughs> like, "You want my bones? Come and get them." And Heather then like screams that she quits she's done yeah and i i wrote a note here i'm like why are you just figuring out now that this is a bad idea heather (laughs) yeah like heather was like well i was okay with a certain number of immoral decisions but i've decided (laughs) to draw the line here when we're killing wolverine this is like like fucking what's her name from the last episode uh with colossus Uh, uh it's the russian spy lady anyway yes uh clearly it doesn't matter right now but it's like they they don't figure out until like everybody's in pain or dead that maybe what they're doing is wrong yeah so then jason throws this huge tantrum and like knocks over the cup of water onto some equipment and like i don't know if that matters because it doesn't come back but they like show the water getting knocked onto some stuff at some point but it doesn't matter because right now james and heather are having like a domestic fight like in front of everyone and it's like kind of awkward it is yeah it's kind of awkward <laughs> like james is like you have a responsibility heather and heather's like no we're hurting when we can't do this and james is like you're wrong we need to do this and heather's like no what's wrong with you like and this is also when it's revealed that vindicator is her husband james in yes. case the viewer didn't already know that um and so then vindicator i don't really get why vindicator is on jason's side and like against wolverine but i think maybe we're supposed to think that it's because he's jealous of wolverine and heather's relationship slash connection i, I mean i slash don't sexual tension. Know, i mean the like... episode doesn't say that i'm just wildly extrapolating and the way that it comes across is just the vindicator himself is obsessed with wolverine and like wants to I fuck mean, him or something isn't we all want to fuck wolverine i and know then, and so he's this... like getting in wolverine's face and he's like how could you abandon the team and it's like it's like very ex-boyfriendy or at least right. that was how i was reading it and during during all this snowbird has turned into a bird and flown up through the vents to like watch what's going on and i yeah. think she's realizing that whatever information they were told was not correct and th- that's when they go to get the rest of alpha fight not yeah. that we see that we kind of have to presume that um so then they all bust in the front door and okay it's like, great hey. too because heather <laughs> goes over to push the button to let them in but sasquatch knocks down the door anyway so she like pushes the button to release them but they just blow apart the door anyway <laughs> yeah and then puck is like we were told that we were supposed to kidnap wolverine to make him fight with us 
but now you guys are torturing him and that's bad and i was like it's kind of <laughs> bad either way dude like what like they were like so affronted they were it like turned out. it's okay to kidnap you to make us make you work with us but it's not okay to kidnap you to make you work for somebody else yeah like it was kind of a weird moral line where i was like all of you guys have kidnapped wolverine like what <laughs> together <laughs> like everybody's obsessed with wolverine and kidnapping him because they all want to spend time with wolverine like that's what everyone's motivation is i mean in this scene. i keep saying this but i mean i can't say I disagree. I want to spend time with Wolverine. We know well, that Wolverine yes. goes on a date with me at some point. So there's, there's that. there's plenty of Wolverine to go around, you know? That's true. Like, and he's he's willing, it seems. This episode is, like, comedically elevated in terms of, like, how into Wolverine everybody is. It's like just we're entering this parallel universe where every single person Wolverine meets is obsessed with him. And, and like, also fucking him. to kidnap him and be like, we need to be together. <laughs> <laughs> It's All just... right, so so then Jason calls in security, which is robots like usual, of and course. actually Puck points that out for once. He's like, "Why are yeah. they robots?" And I was like, "Wow, I'm glad that somebody pointed that out." Yeah, it um, was actually really funny to me because they were like, "They're robots. Good thing we can kill them on this kids show." Yeah, pretty much. Also, Puck's voice in this is like grindingly bad. He's like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "That is not how I ever imagined Puck sounding at any point in time." But okay, X Men the animated series. He's kind of like a good version of Toad or something. No. Toad's like, like Toad's not like this. <laughs> well, they have kind of like a similar. Vibe Although there was or... a period of time where Toad sounded like cute, and before he like smoked a bunch of cigarettes. So then anyway. Wolverine busts out. I guess that's from the water. I don't know. And then he goes to kill James. Like he's literally yeah, going to he, murder he him. He goes up to Vindicator and he's going to straight up kill him. And, and then Heather, Heather stops, stops him. him. And she says some line here that doesn't even make sense. Where she's like, "No, Wolverine, please don't kill him. For me, I still love him." Yeah. And Wolverine's just like, "Fine for <laughs> you, but if any of you ever come after me again, I will kill all of you." And then he runs back off into the woods again, and that's the end of the episode. It and sure is. And you're kind is. of like, "What the fuck did we just watch?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't no uh but scott summers versus me, the world that's what we watched it did remind me of like how often logan like gets involved with people who are married like what is like, his problem consistently i don't know and <laughs> especially it's like, like redheads but you redheads know redheads who are dating the leader of each team mm-hmm yeah i think maybe we're supposed to feel that way and just be kind of like oh well this is just wolverine's weird hang up and it's part and of why he's obsessed draw with parallels Jean. yeah and it's we're supposed to be like oh so that's why like he he likes gene is because he likes heather or yeah, whatever so he's just displacing his feelings from this previous emotional experience that he had with getting picked up by heather in the woods and like now he's displacing that onto gene but that's kind of like Weird. I mean, Wolverine's got his own hang-ups, and I don't want to unpack any of it because he's a complicated dude. I mean, we may as well because we don't have any politics to talk about. <laughs> So, sure, there's there's one thing you could talk about here Did in politics. Did Canada even have politics? I didn't even know Canada like, had this much of a stance on I'm anything. I'm telling you, this is like the South Park rendition of Canada where, like, all the Canadians are idiots and they talk stupidly. And it's like... It's kind of funny, though, because, like, 
Okay, first of all, when there's the cut to Department H, there's like a really dramatic shot of the Canadian flag, which I thought was adorable. And it's also funny that like the Canadian team is so mad at Wolverine for leaving them for America. It just sort of plays into the stereotype of Canada being like insecure about America, which I feel yeah, like is also, an American thing. Like we assume that's how Canada feels about us. Uh, yeah, know? pretty much. And also it's like, I know that we know that Wolverine's from Canada because we know his origin story from the comic books. But in this cartoon, it's never presented that like he may be a legal citizen of Canada because in this cartoon, it's presented as he was kidnapped by Weapon X and then operated on and lost his memories. And nobody knows who he is. And after Weapon X, it seems to me in this cartoon, he was given the opportunity to join Alpha Flight. And they're the ones that gave him like a identity and like... Like, you know, like an actual, like, citizenship somewhere where he, like, get an ID card that was legal, you know? Yeah. But Which, only I if mean, he, like... kind of cool, like, but I, I guess I would have liked to know more. Like, I feel like this episode is missing so much information. Like... It really is. What the fuck is going on? Like, what even is Alpha Flight's enlistment contract? Like, I don't know. Like, apparently Wolverine you always work it? for them. Like, you just don't stop working for Alpha Flight. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Also, do you remember if they explain why Wolverine left Alpha Flight? They don't, right? No. Because in this, Wolverine is just doing his typical Wolverine thing where he's like, I left for my own reasons. I don't have to explain myself to you. And I'm like, okay, Wolverine, well, we know enough about you on this show to know that you probably just left because you got fucking bored. And you were like, I don't want to do this anymore. Or because, <laughs> like, it got awkward because all of your exes were there. That's probably what really happened. I mean, you know, you know? he dated everybody on the team and he was just kind of done with them. Like, yeah, pretty he, much. He slept around and he was like, I've completed oh, wait, no. the circle. No, they do sort of say, I'm, I'm I'm sorry okay so at one point there's a line in here when him and james are fighting with each other where he says something along the lines of he had quit because he was being used like a weapon like weapon x was using him like a weapon oh. and that that's how what he he felt like he was still being utilized for the same purpose as weapon x and that's that's what i was gonna say in terms of politics is um government experimentation is a thing yeah. that's like a real thing and military experimentation and that being confined to that and not being allowed to get away and even though like what the government is doing is kind of shady is kind of like like that's all like a real thing you know yeah um, i mean wolverine is completely 100 percent real and we all yeah, are definitely. waiting for him to come home I mean, yeah completely and he's actually <laughs> no. in my bedroom right now but we can't tell anyone listeners don't tell the government that wolverine's here oh my god all right but i'll try to respond seriously i okay no i i get what you're saying and i i think also there's maybe a larger point being made here about like military service and how you know it can kind of it's sort of designed to take advantage of people who are in like a position where they can't, they don't have any other options. Like yeah, that's, and they I also don't know if it's that way in Canada, but I know they do that in America. Where right. And this is an American try. show. So I feel like that's kind of what they're playing on is that like, you can join the military, but you can't really get away from it. And it's like the only option you have left. And even if you can get away, it's like, it's still part of you. And I, I think that's true because I, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of friends that are in the military, too. But, like, you know, my brother-in-law is in the military. Uh, one of my really good friends was in the military. And even though the, it fucked him up, he, like, still wants to go back. And it's, like, yeah. it's because they, they can't get away because they always well, reach also, a point where they like, don't think they can do anything else. And it's, yeah, like, you that. get trapped into it. And there's also, it. like, financial stability. And, I mean, Wolverine is obviously, like, an extreme fantastical science fiction case where like he has no memories and like this is sort of this organization that's taking him in and like giving him a family that he never had but like 
it's also making him be a weapon. And this is a really common thing with the X-Men. Like we were talking earlier this week about like the X-23 comics and like how often X-Men does like child soldier plot lines and stuff. Yeah. Because a lot of times like mutants can be used as weapons. And so they kind of figure out like, well, that's the only value that anybody else sees in me. So I may as well like sell those skills, you know, like I may as well like be a bodyguard or whatever. And in Wolverine's case, it's like, sure, these alpha flight guys only see me as a weapon, but I guess that's the only thing I'm good for. So I'll just go ahead and do that. And like, then he has this sort of realization of, well, he's always like having his own realizations of being like, maybe I'm more than just the Wolverine after all. And I need to find myself in Alaska for a while or whatever. Oh my God. I need to but, join I mean, the like Indian people and give them technology. Yeah, God. But I mean, you know, <laughs> I, hate that cool. and I will say like, I didn't actually know that the Alpha Flight original team had like an Inuit character it actually has two because apparently Snowbird is supposed to also be an Inuit character. Yes, she I- is. I'm sorry. I didn't even mention that. And I think yeah. I, I will on the spotlight section. But yeah, you're That's right. That's kind of neat. I mean, it's they're really stereotypical characters, but Snowbird seems kind of neat. So she's at least a little better than like, the stereotypical medicine I think you just really want her to character. be a she like character <laughs> and that's all you want and I think you just want to watch she at this point I, do. I think that's what I'm getting that's the vibe listen, I have listen a lady turned into a bird on this episode and it was great and also Wolverine <laughs> got tied up a billion times and I was um, there for that I, I mean I guess I don't know we don't get to find out enough about Alpha Flight for me to like make any grand statement about how they're like a cool diverse team but it was kind of fun to see them just because I was like oh hey it's Alpha Flight <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean they're just supposed to be like canadian avengers and i guess we don't really dive into why they exist or why they feel like they need their own version of the avengers because they don't really want the american avengers but you know it's a i mean it's that's kind of cool dark like, star do you that's her to name know... yes Yes. Sorry, I just remember the girl's name from the last episode, Dark Star. I thought it had star in it, but then I was confused because I was like, am I just confused with North Star Black in this episode? Star. I, so I, I didn't know. say anything. There's like there's anyway. too many characters in the X-Men universe that have like names star? from like No, I was gonna say that names that come from like the universe that are based on stars and yes. like vortexes, you know, mm-hmm. like I mean the even North Star is also that. Well, in the X-Men we have North Star and Polaris, and it's like the same fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just had to come up with more cool words. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, uh, we were trying to talk about politics, but you were trying to play because there really isn't anything. Uh, the most we can come to is that. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Do you happen to know like the history behind why Alpha Flight was created? Like, was it written by Canadian writers or no? It was okay. just I. I wrote down. Like, like, were American writers at Marvel Comics like, maybe we should have a Canadian team? Is that something that people want? Like, why the fuck did this even happen? You no, know? I, I can't remember why it happened, but it was it was created by John Byrne. Oh, wait, no, I do have it. Okay, let's go into the spotlight section. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Who's that, that X-Men? Okay, so... The spotlight is not Alpha Flight, but I did do a quick shout out to them so we could kind of explain who they are. And to answer your question, because I did look it up because I didn't know, um, the team was originally invented as part of the backstory for Wolverine. But in the 80s, Marvel launched like a whole bunch of series of the group after that, because basically it was just it was like this where it was like a one off with 
here's Wolverine's backstory, and then people really liked Alpha Flight, and then they got their own comic book run. That's, like, super funny, because they were like, we need to make it Wolverine's backstory Canadian. What if there was an entire Canadian team that he was part of? Let's yeah, write it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and, but it was also designed for the team members to distinctly have Canadian attributes, like, so a lot of them were Inuits, are, which was part of, like, the you know, the First Nations heritage. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. And they, and they created it in the universe. It was created... Because they wanted like a defense that would deal with the superpower villains because they didn't necessarily use the Avengers, I guess. But that seems fair. So I we mentioned this earlier where we talked about all the characters. Um, there's Guardian, who's also known as Weapon Alpha and Vindicator. Uh, and he, he's wearing a suit that allows him to fly and manipulate Earth's magnetic field like Magneto. Um, I did mention that Northstar and Aurora were twins and that they have the ability to fly around. They have super speed and they can generate these light blasts when they like clap together. Um, also, their names are Jean-Marie and Jean-Paul. <laughs> um, yeah, they're super French. <laughs> uh, of the Alpha Flight members, they're the only real characters that stuck around after that. Uh, Northstar became a main character in the X-Men run and joined the X-Men um, as sort of like the first openly gay character. And also was the first gay marriage in the X-Men universe. But this since this is not a Northstar highlight. I'm going to save that for a different time. Um, and also I want to mention that Aurora is also interesting because she suffers from multiple personality disorder, which has gotten them in a whole lot of trouble in the past because like she goes back and forth between being good and evil. Mm. Um, Sasquatch's real name is Walter Longowski, who turns literally into Sasquatch. Uh, originally, he was affected by a Hulk gamma ray combined with a solar flare, but then later was retconned to being a mystical being. So he's just magical. I mean, that's basically what gamma rays do anyway. Uh, they just shaman, do whatever the writer needs them to do. Shaman's real name is Michael Two Young Men. Sure. Uh, like Two Young Men. Um, oh, yeah, a, you're right. I'm looking at it, too. Yeah, it's and he's a doctor and also a sorcerer. So like Doctor Strange. Uh, Snowbird, <laughs> whose cool. name is Naria, which does seem like a She-Ra name, is <laughs> she's actually a Inuit demigoddess who could transform into animals of the north. So it's specific to like northern Canadian. She animals. transforms into a couple different animals in this episode too. Like she transforms into a bird, but like also an owl, and like I think she turns into like a little panther at one point. I don't remember at all. No, you're but... you're right. Um, and then also there's Puck, whose real name is Eugene Judd. And he has enhanced strength, and that's a, that's really it. He's just like an enhanced acrobat, um, and he's actually something I'm going to mention uh, because he goes on to sort of become a main character in the X Men for a while and joins the team in and out. Uh, but his the version of him in the comics is like a lot more crass and like swears a lot and like doesn't really give a shit and like says what he wants, drinks a lot, and also is like this sexy womanizer. So. <laughs> it's none of that came into the cartoon uh but he's actually kind of cool and i do like him he's he's fun but he's he's definitely got some baggage and then not shown in this episode is marina who is also part of sort of the original alpha flight and she's like this newfoundland amphibious woman but, but turns out to be like an alien hmm. and so after wolverine had his backstory told with the alpha flight they were popular enough to get their own comic book series that went on for a long time and they were popular for a long time in the 80s and then in the 90s there was a different alpha flight team none that i even worth mentioning um and then 2004 they brought back the alpha flight again and again it was a bunch of new characters that i don't give a shit about 
but then it was reassembled in 2011 and they essentially uh became part of a new government division known as alpha strike uh who vindicator was working with and he turned against alpha strike when heathers and his child were threatened by the government essentially and then most recently alpha flight came back again but they work for sword under carol danvers division and they're up in space so yeah i've actually read some of those ones yeah, because and I actually, was reading the Captain Marvel comics, and so there's some Alpha Flight crossovers. I, I kind of like them working with them. I don't know why I feel like that works, but it does. Uh, yeah, and it's not I all mean, of them. It's I don't it's, really know anything about like the old school Alpha Flight early days beyond just like knowing they exist and Wolverine and stuff. But the new ones were pretty fun to read. Um, yeah. All right. So our actual highlighted character though is uh, Heather Hudson, who I wanted to mention because she is sort of an important superhero to alpha flight Mm -hmm. Um, she's also normally vindicator yeah i was gonna say she well until he until her husband comes back from the dead and then she takes on the name guardian but she basically takes the suit after james dies and then she gets all the same like the same abilities (laughs) that he has but she was not really i don't think she was a doctor originally i think she was originally the secretary at I can't. I can't follow. I just know that she was a secretary for some sort of corporation at some point. I don't and that's think where she was she a doctor James. either. I think she's a doctor on this show just for the sake of simplicity. But yeah, yeah, I think so too. And basically, after she discovered James stole his power suit from the government and to avoid it being used as a military weapon, they got married for some reason. Like she was like enamored by that. But then they still <laughs> go work for the government anyway. So whatever. Well, Heather- has bad taste maybe she likes a dangerous guy that's true Uh, (laughs) i know uh so she supported james and forming department h and becoming a superhero and then heather found wolverine after weapon x and before the x and before the x-men ever met wolverine the first people she met was uh heather you know she decided that he was going to help him become normal again yeah i mean all Um, of that stuff is like in this episode although in the comics i don't think she teaches him how to read i think that's no i think they teach him like how to like exist (laughs) with the trauma but i don't know yes and like be compassionate to that but anyway so after department h is dissolved and the alpha flight's no more heather brings the alpha flight team back together again during uh the tundra of the great beasts and they continue on to be a team after this and that's the alpha flight where she leads as vindicator um and she becomes the leader of alpha flight at one point she gets powers of a demigod but she rejects those powers so it's kind of like a moot plot line and then when she's part of the alpha flight team like as the leader she's not she doesn't fight right away. She kind of plays like the role of Oracle and Batman where she's like kind of like behind the scenes running the show type right. of thing. But then eventually she like is forced to fight and Wolverine trains her how to fight. Like it's Wolverine that comes back and like ties that full circle. So like, you know, she made him like feel like A human again. Person, yeah, and then, then he teaches her how to fight. Yeah. Pretty and cool. So, yeah, it is. And then they fight Lady Deathstrike and that's when she takes on the name Vindicator for sure. At one point, she thinks James is alive again, but it turns out to be a robot. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't matter because, like, he does come back to life eventually. And uh, at one point, she gets stranded in the Savage Land, and she takes a bunch of the mutated natives and comes up with a new Alpha Alpha Flight team called Alpha Prime. Uh, When James comes back to life, she stops taking the name Vindicator and runs the team as Guardian instead. And then Heather and James have a baby named Claire, which is threatened by the government, and that's when they all just kind of quit and go off to do their own thing. And so that's it. There's not a lot to her. Like, I just felt like... No, that's a good pick. It's also kind of cool because it's, like, one of those rare times when I feel like the backstory that's presented in the show is more or less similar to the real one. 
it is and also it was gonna be like a pick between him uh, it would have been a pick between her and vindicator and i really just vindicator is such a fucking piece of shit that i just don't care i mean he's a piece of shit in this episode too like you know aside from him being obsessed with wolverine which is very relatable but he's a total dick about it so like yeah you know calm down (laughs) he needs to like i don't know have a drink i don't know what to say maybe he's the last person that should have a drink but he definitely needs something (laughs) to like he needs to stop drinking let's diagnose every character in this episode with various ailments oh my god okay so man we're rocketing through this episode because it's really simple and nothing happened i know okay so but here you're gonna get stuck because who's gay ship it but i do think that vindicator and wolverine get a lot of screen time in this episode i do too it's definitely like a disturbing relationship but i was i i they act like ex-boyfriends i wrote that down a lot too except it was hit vindicator yelling mean things at wolverine for leaving him yeah but it's like everybody else is saying the same shit to wolverine like everybody yeah, so i guess like puck and him are gay and north star and him are gay and, and sasquatch, like, sasquatch and, him are and wolverine are gay and also, like literally I, I mean, everybody is like individually coming up to wolverine and being like how could you leave me oh also jason is gay i guess i don't know um yeah jason just like wants to make a wolverine clone so that he can date the clone which again I mean, relatable I was going to say, I don't know if I disagree with this, but there might be an easier way to get there. Just like call it Mr. Sinister. Because yeah. he'll do it for free, probably. Also, uh, Charles and fucking Magneto. I yeah. guess we have to give them a mention. Speaking yeah. of Mr. Sinister plot lines. Although that's like, I just love the whole thing where it's like, what is she talking about, Eric? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's nothing. Don't it's worry like, about it. It's like such a sure, crazy statement too, because he's just standing there and she's he's she's like, "We're the mutants that you created," and Xavier's like, "What?" And Maggie's <laughs> like, "It doesn't really matter. Let's just move on." He was like, "Yeah, these are all of my kids, but don't worry about it. It's, <laughs> it was it was an old relationship. It was way before I met you." Well, don't if we're going by it. like movie timeline rules, it could be his kids because apparently they've been like twenty for like fifty five years. Also, you could do that by comic book rules, just because Magneto keeps like rebooting. So you know what's really funny is that I was reading a thread, I think maybe on Reddit. I can't ever remember where they were making a comment about like like how in the movies everybody's the same age for like multiple decades and somebody goes that's probably like the most canon thing about the x-men though is because it's been around since like the 60s and they've only aged like five to ten years i mean we've talked about that with magneto like how since they've tied his past to a real world event with the holocaust they've like kind of fucked themselves over because now he has to like be traveling through time and stuff in order to account for the fact that he has like an actual historical backstory. I know. Well, at the Everybody time, else, it they can just kind of be like, it was like the eighties uh, then. It had well, been yeah, that long when ago. he was invented, it was fine. But now it's like, what? He's like 150 years old. Like, well, they the do f- that thing where he like goes back and like de-ages if he goes into like certain like cryogenic chambers and, yeah. or whatever magic. Or, There's or a science. past episode of this show with, with the Magneto spotlight, if I recall correctly, where we That's talked about true. this exact thing. Although this 
this isn't anyway. like we're diving into who's gay. So your pick is Vindicator and Wolverine. I mean, I think that's my top pick for the episode just because screen time. But like, I don't ship it. I, I guess I'm just going to say Wolverine because like on his own. everybody is so fucking obsessed with him. I can't like even, everybody. I, is, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I can't even like look at our who's gay section this time without thinking, yeah, but Wolverine dated like everyone of both genders. And I think we need yeah. to like address who's that. Bye. It's Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine wins that award. 100%. He certainly does. And also, this is such a like sexually charged episode in so many ways that like I can't even be too hard on it for being so badly written and nonsensical because like every other scene is Wolverine getting tied to a table. And I mean, you know I'm what? here for That's it. That's important I want it. to all of us. So, my favorite pairing in this was Wolverine and Ryan. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> because Remember of that when you went on a date with wolverine in your childhood with this vhs of wolverine oh my god i thought you were gonna just continue from the last time that we did a wolverine dates part i mean of the show. we could do that we've got I don't, plenty I mean, of time <laughs> after years of waiting dreams coming I mean, you know what? If it were this situation, it'd be like one of those things where, like, at the end of our perfect date, I wake up the next morning and he's not there. And, like, I'm like, oh, he doesn't care about me. And I'm moping around until Jubilee's like, yo, nobody knows where Wolverine actually is. And then (laughs) Jubilee and I go to Canada because Gene's just sitting there being like, I don't know what to do. And Gambit can go, too, because, like, Gambit can be, like, in a three-way with us. I'm cool with that. And I think Mm -hmm. Gambit actually gives a shit. And so the three of us go to save Wolverine because, like... He's just running around the woods still, right? Like he needs yeah, our help. Yeah, you just you just go pick him up in the X chat. Jubilee can fly it, and then the th- but it's three gonna of you like, guys can hook up in the back. Well, I was gonna say yeah, but then it becomes like a weird '80s magical movie where like suddenly like we get lost in the woods, but it takes us to like another world. But it's not the Savage Land. It's like God, never a no. new story, and like we fucking ride Sasquatch <laughs> like the dragon. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good date. I like I know, how you right? just threw Gambit in there. Because, yeah, you know, why You not? know what? I, I have come to I'm respect I'm not writing Gambit a separate more. song for you to go on a date with both Wolverine and Gambit. No, that he's just there I for this episode. And then he's got to, like, go back and do his thing. Because Gambit's got, like, his own business to run of stealing shit. Yeah, which, he does. You know. His own, his own money laundering and card laundering business. Right. And so after we write Sasquatch like the dragon and all this shit and fight like <laughs> Emma Frost, who's like the ice queen or something. I don't even know. I'm making shit up. We go back to the X-Mansion and Jubilee is like, that was some weird shit, wasn't it? As she like slurps on a slushy, And I'm like, <laughs> sure it was. Anyway, I have to go uh, do laundry. And like Wolverine's <laughs> clearly just standing there like winking at me. Okay. Is that the end of the date? Yeah, and then Jubilee turns around and stares at the camera deadpan. She goes, I'm never going to be a vampire. <laughs> and she never was, folks. Oh that, my god. Those comics I'm still never mad happened. about that. I can't believe that like that hasn't been turned around yet. It's been like a decade. I of you know Jubilee what? being a vampire. I feel like oh my god, this is like a whole other thing we could talk about <laughs> on the show. 
This okay. is nobody should let us have this much extra time. Put out more complicated episodes, X Men: The Animated I don't even series. think I have any reader mails. So like, oh, really? Well, I guess yeah. I should let you check just in case. Oh my God! Well, what were you, you going to say while I while I do that? I was just going to say I feel like if Jubilee had been had had like a more popular or extensive debut in the live action movies, then I feel like they would have felt more pressure to bring her back to normal in the comic books, but. Instead, we have like a Jubilee who's the wrong age and everybody's the wrong age in the live action movies and like everything is bad and the X-Men comics are just crazy now. But whatever, it's fine. Because, you know, I told you my theory today about how they brought Gene and, and Scott and everybody back in the comics just because they're in the movies now. So I feel yeah. like they're trying to. I mean, I think and that's Nightcrawler a good point. and everybody because like I think I think they're like, well, people are going to go see X-Men Apocalypse or whatever and be like, why can't I read a comic book about these X-Men kids? And then none I mean, of those characters are going to be in the comics. It, but I also think that they now have to. I think it's more complicated than just like cross Phoenix branding movie. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's the Phoenix movie coming out and it's, there is that, but now that we have been officially told that the MCU is going to get well, the X-Men of the Fantastic Four. Well, that is like a whole Four. separate thing. Yeah. So basically <laughs> they have to finish out their movies that they had in production this year. And then we don't know what's going to happen. It hasn't been announced yet how they're going to do this or if it's going to be like Spider-Man, world. but like, <laughs> Either way, they I think they brought them back because they're either going to do one or two things here, and one being they could somehow merge the two universes, which I don't think they're going to do. I know that they're getting Deadpool, so it's possible, but like... It's going to be super weird, and it it'll gonna be, be fun to talk weird. about it on our show, because it will be. we're going to get to talk about all of these we things. Will. Uh, but I think it, another direction they could take is what they did with Spider-Man Homecoming and all that, where Spider-Man was just already in the universe all along, but it's not the Spider-Man that we had seen previously by right. the Sony films. It was like a new Spider-Man, and the story that we got to tell was kind of like not his origin story, but like close enough to it, like where he had been around for a little while, and like we mm-hmm. haven't really met Mary Jane yet. And so I think if they do that, they'd probably go to just past like the five original x-men and like the five original x-men are there but it'd probably be like that next generation with like storm and all of them just joining if that makes any sense i don't know what they're gonna do like if they're gonna have the same actors if they're gonna be different actors like i I would be i would be really interested in them doing a a new movie i don't know what plot but in which the original five x-men have become x-factor and they're running around under like these new vigilante names and like magneto's sort of leading the real x-men it was like a weird time but that'd be kind of like a cool place to start maddie and i also mentioned today because we were talking about it that because we just talk about x-men all day (laughs) we really did today because i was listening to another x-men podcast which i mentioned on this one all the time which is explain the x-men and they don't i've never met these guys they're not asking me to yeah we don't even know them they're just a really good show (laughs) and they had a bunch of the writers of the x-men comics and marvel comics and their show and they were talking about who they think is gay as the writers of the x-men and that was what we were listening to and they it seems to me that a lot of them do believe that Wolverine is bisexual, but they can't well, get there it's because canon. Yeah, it's I mean <laughs> it, in it's almost canon. It's just that they they've never had somebody up top running X Men that's also been openly gay to let that happen. So I mean, it's I like how you think the person at the top of the chain of Marvel needs to be openly gay in order for that to happen, which I'm not opposed to, by the way. I mean, like, it I could think, just be like a helpful. progressive straight person. That, <laughs> that would be could nice. Be happen too. But 
you know what? Let's just get some gay people up there. Let's just I mean, get them up there. We probably should. But anyway, so <laughs> the point being is that that eventually led to us talking about House of M and how that would be like a good... This, yeah. this could be the best time this to is, do this that. This is our theory, which I think you then tweeted, which is like, if they want to combine the MCU and X-Men stories in the movies, they should do an, a House of M plotline and let that be part of the rebooting process of the X-Men movies to kind of try to fix them and maybe even sort of figure out the nonsense of the MCU overlap. I don't know. Yeah, the, and also maybe like they could do something like no more Inhumans instead because they they really projected the Inhumans thing because they weren't getting mutants, but it never really quite fit correctly in the MCU. They're honestly trying. So yeah. like, I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I don't think we'll see House of M happen. And Maddie and I both like the House of M story. I, d- I really think it's fun, but a I, lot of people I don't, don't like it. Well, I, but I really enjoyed it. Are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed the fact that it was a story in which like every character got the things they wanted most and then it had to get ripped away from them immediately by Emma Frost walking around and like literally zapping them to remember who they actually are. Like Yeah. I mean I liked it, but I do realize that after that was like a very weird time period for a lot of Marvel comics and stuff. But that was also the time period when I was reading all the Deadpool comics and like having a really good time and liking Deadpool before everybody else discovered Deadpool five years after that so yeah, that's true i can't even believe there's a period of time where like the world wasn't obsessed with deadpool well there was remember when deadpool was just a cool character that we liked yeah i mean that's and true. then he became insanely popular and had his own movies i guess it's fine i mean, I mean it's got fine because ryan reynolds is pretty fucking amazing and ryan reynolds might be the reason why deadpool ever gets to hook up with cable we'll find out yeah stay tuned and in the meantime ryan firmly recommends runaways to everyone oh my god yes i do uh you guys should all be watching that show and even though that they had to make some massive changes for it to fit the mcu uh, traditionally in the comics they're all different people like children of like these supervillains have different powers like witches and time travelers and super geeks and there's mutants in there and there's aliens and i don't they've had to kind of like bring it down in this shit to make it all about science because that seems to be like the direction the mcu is in right now yeah the mcu doesn't really have magic they have even dr strange is kind of like a sci-fi version of magic yeah and that's and so it's a lot like that and it's definitely like an expansion of like the first three comics like longer than it was originally written as and i think a lot of people have been sort of mad about that they're like oh they haven't run away yet and i'm like well this is a tv show so it's a different medium and i kind of like that they expanded on the relationships with who they were before all this happened and like their relationship with their parents and like navigating finding out their parents are super villains or whether or not they were super villains and like instead of just like straight up they found out they're super villains and the next issue they like run away i think it's building up to them running away at the end of the season um which i'm okay with because it's telling a longer story because like in, in the that's comics like taking it on faith a lot that they're gonna get picked up again i mean i assume they will but i don't know like i mean the way that they have it set up now i could see it going either way so if, if they could end it at the end of this if they want to or they can pick it up again but i think they're going to pick it up again because we have the cloak and dagger series coming along yeah, and runaways and cloak and dagger that. that was like a whole bunch of crossover with them so i don't know but anyway go watch runaways i really enjoy it i think it's not really like an x-men recommendation but still a marvel thing yeah um okay so i do have one reader mail cool 
and it's from James, who wrote in a bunch of times, but like it was kind of all like within the same hour. Um, <laughs> a series okay. of emails from James. Yep, you know, it's been a while since he's written in though. So hey, James. Hi, uh, he writes, James. Hey guys, really enjoying the show. I was listening to this week's episode, and I came up with the possibility of how Magneto knew when the geyser was going to erupt, since. <laughs> Some geysers erupt on at exact intervals, like the classic Old Faithful. Then maybe he had seen it erupt while on the beach with Xavier and counted out the interval off screen. Definitely agree with you guys that I don't remember Russia being destroyed by a robot <laughs> army either. Also agree that the Friends of Humanity definitely seems extra terrifying with the current political climate. In parentheses, he writes, like, holy shit, that line with Jubilee that you guys quoted is messed up. Yeah, but that's a good theory on the geyser, though. It is I mean, a good theory. I've, I actually I like didn't how... know that there were geysers that were that reliable. But well, yeah, I our don't planet know. is kind of magical, so maybe yeah. that's entirely possible. The Inuits are into something. Uh, <laughs> he also writes, so I went Googling and found car- carbon ma- carbonadium, madium? I can't pronounce that fucking word, cardamantium, madium. Uh, listed it on he, he, okay you know what i'm talking about it was the yes, last I episode do. with omega red and he says something about his cardamatium yeah like tentacles and we're and like we is that a real thing and so he looked it up and it says listed on omega's red wikipedia page however it links to adamantium so i'm pretty sure cardamatium is just an off-brand russian version of adamantium yeah that sounds right uh and then it's, he says they, what? they just weren't sure what adamantium was called so they came up with their own name <laughs> that's true and he goes Okay, sorry about emailing so much, but I found confirmation that cardamantium is Russia's version of adamantium. And he screen caps and it says, Red Arms cardamantium was the Soviet's attempt to recreate the artificial ad- alloy known as adamantium. Wow. But it's more malleable than adamantium. Huh. Well, it must be because it's tentacles, so it's like bendier. Yeah. So it's... Elasticadium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, that's cool. Now we finally have that mystery solved thanks to James. Multiple mysteries solved. Uh, I'm just glad that I was not like fucking up the periodic table here and be like, is that a real fucking like metal? <laughs> and that I couldn't find it online. Well, uh, I took chemistry, so I feel like I would remember if cardamantium or whatever I know, was on whatever the periodic the fuck table. It was called. I mean, just chemistry too, but I just didn't pay attention. I did um, well in chemistry, although I, think- I don't remember any of it but i know i did well it was just 15 years ago so who fucking knows did not do well but you know what high school ryan is a very different work ethic than current ryan (laughs) so there's (laughs) that um also i like how james did the right thing here that neither of us even thought about doing which was like look at omega red's wikipedia page i tried to look it up but what i was doing was like googling cardamantium which was not the right thing to do. If we had just gone to... Oh my god, imagine you going to the Omega Red page and you read like a line that Batty is like, I'm bored. <laughs> I didn't even do that. I should have gone to Omega Red's page. That was a good idea. Yeah. Anyway. Good job, James. Good job, James. You're, good call. You're a more resourceful researcher than we are and we appreciate your reader mail. And if you, the listener, want to send us a reader mail, it's themutantages at gmail.com. Before we do the rest of our plugs, we should probably rate this episode. Oh god. I give it a billion X's for sexy Wolverine. (laughs) Okay, so it's 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 five five X's. I'm not really going to give it five five being the best. Uh, Um, I'll give it a three. I I, mean, you know, I'm going to stick with three too because that's what I wrote down. But when we were talking about it again, I was like, this maybe should be like a two, but I think I'll stick to a three. (laughs) 
I mean, there's some good moments. There's a couple funny gambit lines. Uh, there's mostly the animation looked pretty good. Like a lot of the backgrounds were really cool. And I, I like seeing Wolverine tied up. What can I, I say? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I also like seeing Wolverine break down and cry. Cause yeah, I think that was nice. I, nice I, to have an emotional Wolverine episode. Even though none of the dialogue like needed to be in the episode, like none of it made any sense. And... I, I I need to point this out, and it's gonna instantly make you angry when you start thinking about it. But this oh, is like no. really the only <laughs> no no no. It's not a bad critique of the show. It's actually a good one, but it's gonna make you angry about like the rest of the world. Is that I can't even think of another show that has a super masculine badass do openly cry all the time, which happens repeatedly on the show. There's like no other show that I can even think of that does that. I think you're right. And you know, avid listener of our show and friend of ours, Todd did a research project at one point where he was talking about how infrequently He-Man cries in comparison to She-Ra. And maybe he can like link us to that. Cause I was talking to him about it once and it sounded pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I'd be curious for his thoughts on this because I, mean, I, I know that male characters in these types of shows from this whole like 80s and 90s time period, like cartoons, like barely ever cry. And, and even it's still dumb. now it's I mean, like we, even when we see a male character and I'm not talking about like specifically like the entire male species. I'm talking about like very specifically like Wolverine's type, which is yeah, like, like the hard, super masculine, very yeah. badass, gruff dude he has like full on emotional breakdowns. It's not like he, cause sometimes we will still see like a dude cry on a cartoon and it's like a tear. He, yeah. Like, that's how he man cries. Yeah, yeah. But Wolverine like has a full on, no, you're right. I didn't even think of that. And that actually is like props to this episode, like for real that they're yeah, including. And I, th- that. I think that's part of the reason why I'm willing to give it a higher greeting than it probably worth is that we do get to see Wolverine as a very volatile and emotionally exposed character at all times because it's not just him running around the woods screaming like it is but it's not <laughs> like... there's that too but there's also moments where he gets to be vulnerable and that's right. really cool and i think that's like a, a theme with wolverine on this show like it he, really is. he got I... sad about morph and everything which yeah, is cool i think we, it's nice that we could see a bondage for sure because i'm i'm there for that <laughs> i'm here for wolverine and bondage 24 fucking 7 if i can yeah. he's in bondage in my bed right now and winking at me and jubilee is like not supposed to tell anybody that wolverine is real <laughs> jubilee's also here and she's like yeah you gotta do she's laundry again blades. she's doing cool tricks oh my god um but yeah it's it's something that i did really love about this series growing up and there's we'll get to it later is I own two VHS tapes of the X-Men because I really wanted them and they were both for Wolverine reasons and both of them, I got them both because A, Wolverine, but in both of these tapes, he like has an emotional breakdown and cries and like that's the reason why I wanted it, which seems like a weird thing to want as like a teenager, but it's like... I don't think so because I feel like there's a lot of media that doesn't do that especially for male characters so yeah. i think it's kind of cool that you as like a young kid were sort of gravitating towards this more realistic portrayal of like healthy emotions you know yeah and, and like you know he's a tortured soul and he's going through all this yeah. shit yeah but, but like, you know he deserves to sit down and cry every now and again everybody and does. i mean obviously the whole part where it's like super gay so there's well, that. there's that too. I mean, maybe that was the other reason why teenage Ryan or wanted to check it out. I don't know, but whatever, you know, but it's yeah. fine. But see, like now that I pointed out to you, it does sort of make you like a little angry that like there's literally you can't even it think makes of me another angry and also like sad. 
because I feel like media should be better and I, yeah and nothing like, is really springing to mind but it's also like I don't know I mean there's stuff like Steven Universe which is cool but I know that's like a totally different genre but I feel like that that show has also introduced like this male character who has like a lot of female role models and like that's presented as okay. And like, that's really cool. So like, there's some things, you know, it's funny is that when I was saying that the only thing I could think of was like Steven universe and not because Steven universe himself has emotional breakdowns. Cause he does. It's more like when somebody like Greg has an yeah, emotional breakdown. Greg is awesome. Uh, so like, yeah. I don't know. There's that show. That show is really good, but like nothing else is really springing to mind is like sort of showing a depth in terms of just, gender yeah. roles and like exactly subversive stuff in that but i don't know maybe i'll think of something and maybe our readers can let us know yeah and then we'll go check that out i, I feel like there might be something in gargoyles but i might be wrong about that i don't think the I wife don't has know. a full i mean meltdown. i love gargoyles but i feel like everybody's pretty stoic on that show That's i might true. be misremembering but i don't i don't think i think maybe there's like a stoic tear every now and then but i don't think it's like emotional breakdowns or like anything on the level of what wolverine does on this show <laughs> wolverine is a special man yeah anyway he is. and he's my man and your man he's he's the it's world's true. he's man. everybody's man the nobody universe. can hold him down he's a sexy anyway, man plugs <laughs> yes um so we have an email address so you can write in to us and we read it on the show and i actually do have a prompt for you that i've been thinking about while i've been out hiking and meditating lately if you like the x-men what are your other like if you are like a full-on fan of the x-men and like it's your life like it is for maddie and i what are <laughs> it's other your entire life if you are an actual mutant right yeah, if you're an actual mutant please write it no if the x-men <laughs> is like one of your very favorite things of all time what other series also speaks to you because i've been finding lately this this started off as me being like why keep on why do we keep on finding a lot of people that like x-men like resident evil yeah i knew you were gonna say that but but then it also turned into a lot of people like the X-Men. I'm finding also like the Ninja Turtles and Gargoyles and Stranger Things. And I want to know if there's if you guys feel that way as well. If like those are also top things because they're similar I would be themes. Curious too if people would write in and tell us things that we maybe haven't heard of that we would like. Like if, yeah. if people write in and they're like, I also like this thing that you guys have never heard of, like something we wouldn't even be able to think of, you know, like that right. would be really cool. So if you like those things in the, on that list, then tell us what thing we should also check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> you, know? you don't have to tell us like new things or if you agree with us, but also just like tell us what else you like, because I want to see... Like, if there are parallels there, if you're a huge X-Men fan, if you gravitate to another thing. Like, I also gravitate towards Batman a lot, and I feel like after listening to some other podcasts, a lot of people that like X-Men also really like Batman specifically, and I don't know why that is. I think it That's could just, just like be weird... because, well, okay, so X-Men the Animated Series was on at almost the same time as Batman the Animated Series, right? That's like, didn't those come point. out? around the same time period and both of those shows were really groundbreaking and i feel like a lot of people our age grew up with both shows and sort of formed a conclusion about like wolverine and batman like based on those shows like that's, that's why everybody probably true actually so that's part of it and like obviously gargoyles was also on so some of this is like yeah that's the tv that was on but I, I think there's something to be said for like certain kinds of sci-fi like you happen like the Resident Evil thing that's just random that's just I, like a funny parallel that you've noticed which is that people who like Resident Evil tend to also like X-Men that, yeah I also want to know if people that like X-Men also like Legend of Korra because I feel like there's a lot of parallels there also yeah although that makes sense too because like 
powers and teenagers with powers well i remember the very first season of legend of Korra. it was sort of like wow this is like straight up like the purifiers and like god yeah. loves man kills that's yeah. what i thought of through the entire first season of legend of except Korra. like steampunk and in an alternate world yeah. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but also like it turns out that everyone was like super gay on that show also Thank um, goodness. And I think I think to some extent a lot of people that like Esmond like Steven Universe too. And I, I think there's some really obvious themes between those all of those shows I just listed. And I, I want to know what else you guys watch and or if you agree with that. Or if you um, wildly disagree with it, you should write into the mutant ages at gmail.com and yeah, tell you us what you think. Yeah, you hate mail and you're like, you guys are terrible. You guys are dead wrong. I keep I listening hate to Batman your show every week series. and I don't know why. And I hate gargoyles more than anything and I've never played Resident Evil and I never will. Please send us <laughs> please send us that email at themutantages at gmail.com. Or you can also tweet it at us. We're on Twitter at the mutant ages. Yep. And we're individually on Twitter. I'm at Mitty Myers. And I'm at Mr. Sinister. No, I'm at Ryan Pagella. <laughs> but my name is Mr. Sinister on there. Don't get it it confused. I mean, you should probably sign that petition for Ryan to be Mr. Sinister. Yeah, there's a petition because, rolling you know, around that I didn't even start that some, somebody else did. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that's that says Ryan Pagella should play Mr. Sinister in an X-Men film. And yeah. I will I'm here for that too. So yeah. go sign that. Um and hopefully we'll see you guys at Aresia this weekend. But mm-hmm. if we don't, then we'll be missing you. And also uh review us on iTunes or give us a rating and I don't know, donate to our Patreon. Yeah. Subscribe to our YouTube. You guys yeah. know the drill, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, right. Uh, <laughs> One, uh, go to our YouTube. Our, we're part of Atomic Blue Projections, which you can go to the website or the YouTube and mm-hmm. whatever That's social media you That's just the name of our want. media company. It's basically yep. just me and Ryan doing cool shit. So you should yep. like check out our and Patreon and our YouTube. Yep. Yeah, and, and Mary Ellen. By supporting that and by supporting Patreon, you are supporting us making more shows. And it is the new year, and I am moving fairly soon, closer Yay! to Maddie. And we have, Maddie and I have been pretty extensively talking about new shows that we want to make and new projects we want to do and once when we have that set we'll be announcing it it's probably on patreon before anywhere else but by supporting patreon you're helping us get there so we can make the things that we want to make and yeah i mean we're gonna make stuff anyway but if you want it to like look better and sound better you should probably pay us because yeah, I mean, like, like this... we'll just make it and it like won't be as good but we would yeah. love to have better equipment the microphone you know? that i'm using right now one this one right here it's um from the patreon supporters it is we and the headphones that. that you're hopefully wearing right now i, are from I am for maddie's <laughs> makes her happy we also got you're a pair for Mary Ellen because maddie was getting very annoyed that she kept on hearing her own voice in all the <laughs> Yeah, everybody has great headphones great microphones but i mean you know when we make videos and stuff if yeah, you want to have like, like better lighting step, better so. quality equipment for making videos which we would love to do more of then please donate to the patreon and we will make even better and more beautiful videos for you yeah i'm pretty pumped about 2018 i i'm am... really pumped for you to move here me the too. end <laughs> yeah, all straight across the board and yeah, i think a lot of you fucking great a lot of our massachusetts friends are already talking to us about doing more with us for atomic loop productions which is great but like we need to get me up there and also we need to pay them <laughs> so uh... <laughs> yeah so anyway uh check out our patreon and our youtube and everything else and uh it'll be fun you'll like it probably i hope i mean you're here right even a dollar yeah. goes a long way. All right, I'm done. I'm done plugging. Um, okay. I, I guess don't have anything else to say. We'll 
See, See you, you next time. time. Unless Wolverine's sticking in the butt of Vindicator. And we'll probably see you at Aresia, which is oh, X yeah. time, technically. That is X time. Wolverine, if you're there, you got my number. Call <laughs> oh my me. God. Wait, if, if you're there, you can just say hello. <laughs> just turn around <laughs> and be like, hi, Logan. at atomicblueproductions.com or support us at patreon.com slash atomicblueproductions.